Blog Talk Radio. What's up, y'all? This is Ryan Mundy, and you're listening to Weekdays with Murph. Hi, listeners, and welcome to another edition of Weekdays with Murph. Before we start out today, i got to thank my buddy, uh, uh, Ryan Mundy, for that opening opening intro liner. Uh, uh, he absolutely killed it. Uh, but... Um, um, today on the show, we welcome super talented singer-songwriter Emily K. Salvi. We'll talk with Emily about her career, music, and and anything she's working on that uh, she can talk about. This should be fun. And folks, I was just talking to Emily off air. Y'all are going to love her. She is an absolute sweetheart. I mean, this is going to be such a fun show. Uh, are you ready for this one, Craig? You know, I I am. I, I'm the one that uh, saw her online when she performed with uh, Anna Ellis and Anna Vouse, Natalie Stovall, mm-hmm. and that's where I became a huge fan of hers. So ever since then, I've been looking forward to interviewing her with you. And let's get it started. Yep. I mean, this is my uh, uh, this is my first time um, ever speaking to her, and and I am just so beyond excited. So, uh, with all that being said, let's welcome the super talented Miss Emily K. Falvey to the show. Hey, Emily, how are you? Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited to be here. The feeling is mutual, uh, Emily. It absolutely Thank is. You. Like I said earlier, uh, as we were talking off air, uh, um, um, even um, even right off the bat, I, I just think you're... You, you're such an absolute sweetheart. Thank you so much. I'm just excited. I mean, it's just a joy to be able to sit and talk about music with people who love music. I'm excited. So, uh, um, with that being said, uh, um, I kind of like to start off off every interview on the exact same way. Uh, just kind of uh, introduce yourself and tell the listeners how you got into the 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 music business in the first place. Totally. Well, my name's Emily Falvey. Um, I became kind of aware of the music industry as I was a kid. My dad played drums in a family band when I was living in Colorado during my middle school years. Um, and he played with two kids that were a couple years older than me, and they both were really fascinated with Nashville and country music. And they told me about Belmont. So I found out about Belmont University when I was about 12 years old. And it kind of became my lifelong dream to get into the songwriting program. I had been taking um, piano lessons from the time that I was pretty young. And I started writing songs when I was nine years old. And then I ended up getting into Belmont and attended there, actually just graduated from there. Um, and so I've had the opportunity to do a lot of cool internships in the music industry and signed my first publishing deal with Snackstone in April of last year. So I feel like Belmont really set me up for success, and I've been able to really just kind of set, hit the ground running and enjoy being able to write songs as my job. It's been really wonderful. So, uh, That's great that you have uh, passion for, Emily. And I think it definitely shows in your work. Oh, thank you. So, uh, um, 
and I wish you had mentioned this off air, but but like but, um, you recently got to play a show with uh, Natalie Stovall, um, Hannah Ellis, um, Anna Voss, and a bunch of other uh, just incredibly talented people. Uh, 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 when you're when you're watching uh, um, these other artists, whether they're whether they're independent or 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 a major label artist, uh, what do you take away uh, a career-wise uh, that you can use in your own career? Whether it's it's a fan interaction, um, how to work a crowd, how to work a stage, or or uh, Whatever. Totally. So I think the show y'all are talking about is the Girls of Nashville Showcase, that which was a couple weeks back. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm mm-hmm. so honored to have been a part of that. Heather Morgan and Caitlin Smith and Mag Duval have started something so extraordinary in Nashville by honoring kind of the female songwriting and artist community. Um, I am in a unique position because I don't really have artist aspirations at the moment. I am more excited to write songs. And so watching people like Hannah Ellis sing and do their thing in an artist capacity at a show like that is honestly so inspiring to me because it's something that I really don't, it's not where I feel like I'm going to find my avenue in the industry. And so I think ultimately when I look at female artists, I am so inspired by them and their boldness to share songs that they've written and personal experiences within their artistry. And it also makes me excited because I think I have a uniquely female sensibility in how I write. And it's been really fun over the course of my songwriting journey to get to write and collaborate with a lot of those female artists that you just mentioned. Uh, so uh, uh, that leads me to to my next question. When you're in the writing room or you're on stage somewhere uh, at a writer's round or whatever, uh, is there ever a moment where you're where you just uh, take a second and and look around and you're like, "How is this actually my life right now?" <laughs> Every day, I am not even kidding. I really. My story is crazy. I interned at Smack Songs before I ended up signing my publishing deal with them. So I feel like my story kind of became a Cinderella story and that I was going out and buying the groceries and getting to see the songwriters do their thing to actually being one of the songwriters doing their thing. So I think that's helped me to not lose my gratitude because I've had just this journey of literally working my way through the ranks and getting to write songs. And I've had a lot of really cool moments thus far of getting to write with heroes and getting to, you know, work with artists that I've admired. And so it's been amazing just to get to make music and call that a profession. It kind of boggles my mind anytime I'm playing around or when I'm, you know, stepping into a co-write that I've been really excited about, or even just walking into my office and going to pick something up. I just feel excited no matter what to get to drive down music row and to say that, I have a place there. At least for now, it's just exciting. It's been a joy. I can imagine. Now, are you uh, at the point now, Emily, where now people uh, can get your can get groceries for you instead of before when you were getting <laughs> it for them? Well, we'll see about it. I honestly am happy to get my own groceries. I what I love about Snack as a company too is that 
nobody is above doing anything. That's kind of our motto. I've seen Robin Palmer, who mm-hmm. is the woman who pitched Shane McAnally's songs originally and gave him a start being the one to take out the trash. And I feel like there's just, you know, a culture of we take care of each other and we take care of business around us. And so that means that nobody's really above going and making a trip to Kroger. I would do that in a heartbeat because I love everybody at my company so much, but it's just funny how the tables can turn pretty quickly. And my story, you know, has shown that, you know, with hard work and being able to, you know, hopefully work hard as an intern and serve people well, that it can translate into hopefully, I don't know if necessarily every time you intern, you can count on a publishing deal, but it's just been cool to, you know, see that a company took an interest in me and invested in such a, an amazing capacity. It's just a crazy blessing. Yeah. Um, it's terrific. Um, such a great uh, chemistry between you and uh, the company that uh, you're with, the publishing company. And mm-hmm. that's how origin, that's how origin starts. And it's, it's terrific that you have such a wonderful foundation to begin with now. And I'm, I'm hopeful that this will continue and blossom through the rest of your career to the extent that you'll be playing on larger stages in the next few years. Yes, hopefully so. Thank you. I I agree. Now, going back to something you said about, about everybody um, over at your, uh, your uh, publishing company, uh, having each other's backs or whatever, you know, and, and nobody's above everybody else. Um, I feel like in general, that's the way it is uh, within the uh, national country music community as a whole. Now, I understand uh, that there's sharks in the business. I get it. Uh, um, but there's people out there uh, for their own agendas. I understand it. There's there's a, a people like that in radio. I'm not going to lie to you. But, mm-hmm. but I generally feel like 85 or 90% of the people in Nashville – uh, are like you mentioned. They uh, have each other's backs. They're just, just, just incredibly loyal to each other. You know. Yes, I agree. Uh, okay, so uh, uh, um, something else. I, uh, something else I was curious about, and uh, and and I don't get to ask this question a lot, uh, although. It's one of my favorites to ask. Uh, as a songwriter, uh, uh, primarily, uh, what is your well? Uh, uh, I'm just starting out in the music business, kind of, sort of, uh, professionally. What, mm-hmm. what at this point is your definition of of, of success? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I honestly am trying at this moment in my career as a 22-year-old just kind of starting out at this, have tried not to put too many parameters on what success looks like yet because I don't know exactly what my career is going to hold. I think there's a lot of uncertainty in being a songwriter professionally, especially with everything you know, going on with, like, the Spotify appeal, if you guys have been following the news, and just a lot of, you know, there's mm-hmm. always upheaval in being a writer. But I think for me, I already feel like, I'm experiencing a great deal of success getting to wake up every day and write songs that move me and compel me. You know, I think it's a joy to be able to work with people that I think are so much better than me, that make me a better writer, um, to work with artists that inspire me like we were just talking about. Um, And so I'm already 
at a level of success where I'm just overjoyed to, you know, go to work every day. And I think that's something that I hope everybody has in their life, but I know a lot of people feel like they're slaving away at their nine to five and they're not necessarily getting a lot of fulfillment out of their occupation. But I think when I look forward at what I hope to accomplish and what, you know, I'll look at as one day I've made it, I think, you know, I have aspired to winning a Grammy since I was probably like five or six years old. So that would be awesome if that ever happened. But I think as I watch, you know, I would love to have major label cuts start to happen. I would love to be in artist camps where artists trust me to help them articulate their vision. Um, And I would love to maybe someday serve in capacities where I can help. My ultimate dream really is to become a music publisher and have enough success as a writer that I can open up my own company and sign writers and help their dreams come true. So that's kind of what I hope my success will look like down the road. That is such incredible enthusiasm, Emily. I have a feeling Mm -hmm. that you work more than 10, at least 10 to 12 hours a day, if not more, to help get your publishing company on the ground. I have a feeling you don't sleep much because you're just too excited (laughs) about what you're doing. That's the impression I, I get. I am pretty excited because you can already tell. Yes. Hey, listen. And it's uh, wonderful. Uh, hey, listen. Um, uh, if there's ever anything that that we can do for you on the show, whatever it is, I don't care. Uh, don't ever hesitate to reach out to us, okay? Thank you so much. Thank you all for having me. Absolutely. Uh, 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 so um, that kind of kind of leads into my next question. Uh, Absolutely. As a writer, what inspires or 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 motivates you? Totally. I think inspiration for me comes in a lot of different places. Sometimes I am having a conversation with somebody and they say something that sticks out to me as a song title or whatever. Sometimes I'm watching a movie or a TV show and a song title will pop out. Um, And sometimes it's just being in the room with other creative people. I think something that really scared me and a question I get a lot is, how do you come up with something if you're writing five days a week? Like, how do you write that many songs? You know, because I think For some people, it's like you write a song once a month and that's all you can come up with, but it's like you slave over it and you make it the best that it can be. But for me, I think to be a songwriter in Nashville, sometimes it feels a little bit like, you know, you're turning them out really quickly. Um, And so for me, I think being surrounded by other creatives and recognizing that it's a group effort and a collaboration every time really inspires me to get up every day um, because I won't always have a great idea when I walk into the room with somebody. I wish I did. Um, but if I'm there and then the producer plays a really cool sound or the artist has something that they're going through in their personal life or another writer has a really awesome title, it's like inspiration can come from so many different places. And so if there are any songwriters out there listening who are just struggling to feel inspired or have writer's block or whatever, I think recognizing that especially in Nashville, songwriting is a group effort. And it's not 100% your responsibility to carry the room every day. Um, I I take pride in the fact that I like to have good ideas and I like to come prepared to every write that I go to. But I think ultimately you just have to recognize that it's not always fully your responsibility if the song turns out awesome. It's just 
finding inspiration where you can and taking good care of yourself and then also leaning on your collaborators to, you know, ultimately make your songs better. You know, uh, uh, this is um, just a little side note. This is neither neither here nor there, but I love the enthusiasm that you've got for what you do. Thank you. I love I the enthusiasm love that you all have, and, too. It's just great to be able to, and, you know, uh, we all are so privileged. And, uh, and, 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 uh, and I'll tell you something. I've been in radio for about seven years. I've covered mm-hmm. the music industry for the past five years. And, and I will tell you this. I could not see myself doing anything else than, than, uh, what I'm doing, uh, with this podcast right now. Yes. That's so awesome. I love it that much. And, and, uh, and, and I started this podcast without any radio experience whatsoever. I mean, I literally on a whim, I started this thing. Yes. That's and, so amazing. I, and, yes. And, uh, and I've always loved the music industry, specifically, specifically country music. And, and just to be able to cover it, um, every week like we do on the show is, is, it's one of the best decisions I've ever made. That's so wonderful. Oh, I'm just glad. I mean, it's a joy to wake up every day and love what you're doing. I think we all (laughs) in life should be brave enough. Even, you know, I know that everybody has a unique situation, but we should all be brave enough and courageous enough to pursue and fight for what we want to do with our lives because you know we only have one short life to live so i think we should make it as right. meaningful and as you know powerful as we can That's uh, awesome. okay so uh uh a couple of fun questions for you now because because uh if we get if we get uh any deeper i think i'm gonna i'm gonna start being emotional here <laughs> but anyway <laughs> <laughs> okay uh uh if you weren't in the music business, what would you be doing right now? Oh, gracious. I had I almost went to a bunch of different colleges and did a bunch of different things. Um, so I think I would probably either be a choir teacher at a school somewhere. I was a high school choir nerd, so I loved mm-hmm. – I thought about going to Same. school to conduct choirs. Um, or I think I'd be somewhere in Latin America or in Spain being an, an English teacher for people who speak Spanish. I love Spanish and have had a passion for that for a really long time. Um, and so we'll see. I I kind of now feel like I'm stuck in the music industry and can't really see anything outside of it. I have tunnel vision for the music industry. But I think I would be somewhere exotic speaking Spanish or being a choir teacher. See, uh, here's the thing with me. I love Spanish too. But yes. I can speak it, I can I can read it, I can write it, but I can barely understand it, if that makes any sense to you. Yes, I relate. It's like people, I think I'm sure that's how people feel when they learn English, is it's so much slower when you're learning it, and then you're out in mm-hmm. the context of native speakers, and they speak so fast, and with right. so much enthusiasm, sometimes it's hard to understand. I totally get that. 
Just forgive Maybe me. I just wanted to say that my Spanish, the knowledge of my Spanish only goes as far as Taco Bell. So I don't think I would do too well in native uh, countries. And I was also uh, in the uh, high school choir my senior year. So I get that too. It's the best. I love choir. I literally would cry. I would go to concerts, um, and I would just cry mm-hmm. at choir music. I think I just have loved music my whole life. It's just always been mm-hmm. what I've been called to I'm do, excited. but I would go, and, oh, it made me so emotional, just all of those voices, you know, singing the same thing and mm-hmm. having the same goal in and, mind. It's just amazing to me. And I was in marching band, too, from, from oh, my fifth grade through high school. So, that is so, awesome. so I'm, I'm pretty much a music nerd at this point. <laughs> I love it. I would say the same about myself. And, and I tell you something else that, 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 that may sound kind of weird, but, uh, uh, but when it comes to listening to music, um, I would much rather wait until an artist entire entire album is out as opposed to buying singles because because yes. I because I'm such a music nerd and such a music freak that that I'm genuinely curious as to what the the entire album uh, uh, brings to the table, you know. That's so wonderful. Yes. I'm the same way actually. I think a cohesive project it's so important. I'm, I hope we never lose that, you know, just releasing an album. I know that a lot of people are kind of leaning towards the singles model, but I think over the past couple of years to see the the projects like Golden Hour by Casey Musgraves and just projects that really have a concept and have a common thread that runs through them, that's still so beautiful to me. I would sit back in the era of CDs and filter through the liner notes and read every possible detail about who the songwriters were and what the lyrics were and I hope that Mm -hmm. we never lose that because I just love it I think we may be separated at birth (laughs) (laughs) so funny I think you actually might be my sister at this point (laughs) but uh, anyway (laughs) okay uh, so another fun question I had for you uh, you're stranded on a deserted island and can only take three things with you. What are you taking? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Do people count? Absolutely. Okay. I would have to take my mom because I, I feel like my mom and I are joined at the hip. That's the hardest part about living in Nashville for me is that she lives eight hours away in North Carolina, and I miss her all the time, and we're on the phone. Probably a socially unacceptable amount. Um, so I'd have to bring her, um, I think I'd have to bring some sort of means to play music and then, gosh, to try and decide one piece of music to bring. I don't know if I could do it, but, oh gosh, (laughs) I don't even know what album. I mean, maybe my, I always say my favorite album of all time is Melodrama by Lord, just because I think that album spoke so deeply to what my life was like when it came out and it just I think is sonically so compelling and the writing is so compelling that I think I'd bring that mm-hmm. awesome uh, a couple more questions for you that, um, 
I mean, then I think we're gonna gonna uh, talk a little bit about uh, what's coming up for you in the next uh, in the next little bit. Okay. Totally. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. I, I, I've got a little scenario for you. When you're okay. Uh, when you're when you're eighty years old, talking to your grandkids about about your songwriting and and in your music career, uh, what impact or legacy would you like to have on the industry? Oh gracious, that's a good question. Um, I think I want to be remembered as somebody that made other people that made them feel seen and cared about and supported in their creative endeavors. I, no matter where I'm at in the industry, if I have number one songs or if I end up just ultimately being a champion for other writers in my career, I don't know what it's going to look like or how it's going to go. Um, I just want to be a champion for other people. I was really lucky at Belmont to study both songwriting and music business. I got to kind of learn about both sides of being a creative person and working on the industry side. And um, I was thinking that I was going to work on the industry side just because I'm so passionate about my friends and their talents and advancing their cause. And um, I had a professor sit me down and say, Emily, you can be a champion for other people, not by being a publisher, but being in the writing room with them. Obviously being a publisher is a cool way to champion people, but you can also champion people's Mm -hmm. artistry and people's talent by collaborating with them. And I had never thought about it like that. And, um, and so now it's been my mission since starting this whole songwriting journey to just help other people say what they're trying to say and to learn and grow and to just be a worthwhile collaborator for people. And so I hope I'm remembered as somebody who treats others with kindness and who ultimately added a lot musically and told unique stories and, you know, made songs that changed people's lives, but I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm excited. Again. Well, let me ask you, Emily, I wanted to ask you, uh, uh, Emily, what are the, who are the artists, your dream artists that you would wish to collaborate with in the future? Oh, gosh. That's a good question. Um, I really, really love Casey Musgraves, and I just adore (laughs) what she has done as a member of the Nashville community, but just how she's been so experimental sonically and so brilliant in her writing. I think that she's somebody to look up to. Um, I kind of bring a pop melodic sensibility to writing. I've grown up on a lot of top 40 music, so I feel like I bring a little bit of a unique kind of perspective at times. So I think I'd love to work with Kelsey Ballerini um, I have grown up listening to Lady Antebellum and Little Big Town, and so they're both groups that I would, you know, dream of having cut songs of mine. Um, I'm trying to think who else. And then I also have this whole, I spend a lot of time in L.A., and I would love to have success in the pop world as well. I love Halsey. Um, Julian Michaels is my hero. Um, I love oh, Sasha wow. Sloan. So I'm hoping that maybe – hopefully, fingers crossed, have success in both genres and be able to toe the line of being, you know, bringing my sensibilities to country and pop as well. 
If they see your enthusiasm, Emily, it may not persuade them <laughs> to write with you. Agreed. Hopefully so. Agreed completely. Hopefully I've got the talent to back it up, too. We'll see. Yep. Uh, it might just work you know, out. You know, uh, when you said about about uh, being a channel, even before I started this yeah. podcast, I was I was out there on Twitter, on on Instagram, Facebook. I was like, I, I was like, you're going to be a star. There is not a doubt in my mind. You are going to be an absolute star. Uh, uh, yeah. But but uh, since I've started the show, and since I've gotten more more into the music industry, I've uh, I, I always say this. I always say, if I care about you and and I care about what you're doing, you will not find a bigger champion than myself. That's so wonderful. That's awesome. And oh, and uh, and of uh, and I feel like that that if this podcast can be a stepping stone for for um, um, any creative person uh, to um, that next interview or that next whatever it is, I feel like I've more than done my job as a host. That's wonderful. We need champions like y'all, so thank you. Uh, okay, so um, um, last question I've got for you, and this is kind of a doozy, okay? It's kind of a okay. big one. <laughs> okay, uh, whether in your uh, personal life or, or professional life, what's the best advice you've ever been given? Oh, gosh. Oh, I've gotten a lot of good advice. I feel like especially over the past couple of years as you start to navigate this whole journey, I'm sure you all know that this industry and this lifestyle isn't for the faint of heart. Um, so I feel like yeah, no, it's not. I, have, I have a lot of <laughs> I have a lot of great mentors and a lot of great people in my life who stick into me and pour into me, which I'm so grateful for them. Um, I think gosh, I'm trying to think. I think Something that has anchored me long before any of this stuff really ever happened, I think when I was in high school, I heard the quote, be somebody who makes everybody feel like a somebody. And that has that just kind of brought me to my knees when I heard it. And it's in my Instagram bio because I'm a nerd. And I just feel like that is such an important quote to keep in mind, especially as, you know, just in your everyday interactions with people and um, just going through this whole process of writing with a bunch of people. And um, I also had a mentor tell me once that the temperature of your career changes every 10 minutes, which I fully believe. You know, I find out in a morning that a song got put on hold and then I have a terrible co-write and then, you know, it's like a song gets cut and then it gets put right. the record. And, you know, it's just a constant right. balancing act of happy and sad and, you know, euphoria and disappointment. And so as I'm going through this journey, no matter if I have number one songs or if I, you know, never have a success and the song go to the radio, I think I just want to be somebody that makes other people feel comfortable and feel seen. And so we'll see how that plays out as this continues to go. But I think ultimately at the end of the day, it's not going to matter what my worldly success is as far as music goes. I obviously aspire to have it and I would love to have songs go to number one or songs get played on the radio or what have you. But I think 
at the end of the day, it matters how we love people and how we treat people. So I just am trying to keep that at the forefront of everything that I do here in Nashville and just whether I'm in a co-writer at a coffee shop talking to the barista or whatever, I just want to be somebody who makes everybody feel like a somebody. I swear we are related. I, I, <laughs> I kid you not. I swear we are related because because uh, I feel the exact same way. I mean, I mean, uh, uh, my favorite quote probably ever is "Leave people better than you found them." Yes, that's so true and so good. Uh, and and I've always been been one of those people uh, that 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 uh, lifts people up every chance I possibly get. That's so wonderful. Because because I feel like I mean uh, with all the all the negative junk we uh, hear about in the world, we don't hear about about enough positivity. You know what I mean? Yes. Absolutely. I completely uh, agree. Okay. So, uh, 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 the last question I've got for you. Uh, um, I want to talk about, about uh, what's coming up for you next uh, uh, career-wise. Um, are you playing any uh, Rogers rounds anywhere or, or what's on the schedule uh, next for you? Absolutely. I'm really excited. Next week is Tin Pan South here in Nashville, which is the mm-hmm. you know the big songwriter festival, and I'm really mm-hmm. excited. This is my first year to get to be a part of it, so I'm playing next Thursday um, at the True Music Room with some of my friends who are on Smack with Sir Hayes and Kylie Morgan and Josh Jenkins, and that's next Thursday, the 29th at 6 p.m. So I'm really pumped about that. And then I have a couple songs. I can't really, you know, talk about it yet because it's not official, but a couple things that have been cut or are being held, and I'm excited to hopefully have them come out. And I will keep you all in the loop on that, but it's just an exciting journey to be able to, you know, write songs and have somebody connect with it and then pitch it to somebody, and then the artist likes it, and then they put it on hold. It's just kind of a fun journey, Mm -hmm. and it's full of ups and downs, but I'm excited to keep getting to share with people. It's just a joy. Well, uh, Emily, I just wanted to let you know, uh, going back to what we discussed before we went on the air, that I will be in Nashville for Tin Pan South, which is also my first time that I am coming just for this festival. And I've been to Nashville over the years. Uh, I'm excited. Yes, and I will be attending your show at 6 o'clock on Thursday right at, and then headed to see Natalie Stovall and Ruthie Collins at the Analog. And so I'm really excited uh, for Thursday, next Thursday to see you leading up to Natalie and Ruthie and to meet you for the I first time wait. with all this enthusiasm. Wow. <laughs> I now I, you have me super enthusiastic too. <laughs> I hope that I don't disappoint. It'll be good. Uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, before we we I let you go, um, uh, I've got to say a couple things. One, I have a ton of respect for you 
as an artist and as a person now. Thank you. And 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 and, and you know as well as I do that this music industry thing is an absolute grind. And and I just yeah. uh, I think you're going to be a star. That's just it. Thank you. That means so much to me. Thank you, Cody. Absolutely. And and uh, before I got into uh, um, the music industry, uh, this was my view of it, okay? You uh, make an album, uh, get a song on the radio, boom, instant millionaire. That's mm-hmm. absolutely not how it works. That is nope. absolutely not <laughs> it at all. <laughs> if only... And the deeper I've gotten, I've gotten uh, into the industry, as I said earlier, uh, the more I'm realizing how 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 uh, tough this industry is to crack. Yes. Uh, so, before we 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 let you go, uh, is there anything that we uh, haven't covered today that you'd like to talk about? Oh gracious! I feel like I've laughed a lot and said a lot and I don't know I think what we were just saying about how the industry isn't easy to crack I went to a school where everybody around me was trying to desperately to do what we're all doing is to you know find a spot in the industry and to be successful and to you know have songs on the radio and there's such a finite amount of space for it but I think I was so discouraged by all of the dialogue of being told it's so hard and I completely agree especially after being in it professionally for about a year it is not easy in the slightest and I think you have to really mentally prepare for a constant grind working really hard not thinking much like we talked about it's not easy but I think for me I spent so much time letting fear of not making it keep me from even trying to go for it. And I spent a lot of time comparing myself, especially as a female, to other females who are having success. You know, it's easy to get caught up in, especially now, Instagram culture and getting caught up in what everybody around us is doing. Um, But I think if there's anybody out there listening that aspires to be in the music industry or aspires to make it as a songwriter or an artist, don't let fear keep you or somebody else's success keep you from pursuing it because I think I received some good advice from a songwriter named Bonnie Baker when I was visiting Belmont my very first time and she said that just because one person has success doesn't mean that that precludes you from having success and as I've watched some of my best friends sign their publishing deals and I've signed a publishing deal and we're all starting to kind of graduate from college and find our way I think with hard work and being kind to people and having talent and just kind of being surrendered that it might not be an easy journey all along the way. Um, I really do think that it's possible to dream big and make these things happen for yourself. I spent so much time thinking that it was too hard of an industry to crack and now I'm here I'm in it and I'm getting to live my dream every day and write with people that you know, I've heard about for years and people that are making waves in the industry and it's just been such a crazy cool thing and I hope that if there's people out there listening who aspire to it, that they'd have the boldness and the courage to do it and just go for it because like we've been saying, we've only got one life to live and 
this is so worthwhile when it goes right that I just want everybody to know that feeling. Uh, you know, and and uh, 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 coming from well, on the first two years of of this podcast, I covered another industry. Um, I covered I covered on the acting world, um, mm-hmm. soap operas, uh, specifically soap operas. But uh, uh, coming from that world and and shifting gears to music five years ago, I cannot tell you the questions that that ran through my mind. Like like uh, like, would the show be accepted by by uh, by country radio, by by the media, by by the artists that we that we cover, would we uh, be brought into the family? And mm-hmm. and I'll be honest with you, the past five years or so, we absolutely have, and I am just so forever grateful for that. So wonderful! I'm so thankful that y'all are doing this. It's really wonderful. Well, well, I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> frankly, I don't want this conversation to end. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm so grateful for y'all's time. It's been so good and fun. Uh, 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 and I'll leave you with this. Uh, uh, of course, I do these interviews for, well, to, to, uh, to, to, uh, get the spotlight on you guys and, and give y'all a, uh, safe place to, to come and share your stories and, and, and whatever the case may be, but but nine times out of ten, I get so much uh, so much out of this, and not just about music, but about life. I mean, there have literally been times, like just a few minutes ago, where where I've literally had tears in my eyes. Wow. Uh, like. Like uh, I get so much from doing this. It's it's kind of unbelievable at times. That's so awesome. Uh, well, uh, uh, I think we're probably gonna gonna uh, wrap things up here. But uh, but I uh, thank you again for doing this. This has been so much fun and and just. So beyond uh, beyond inspiring. That's so awesome. Thank you all so much for having me. It has been a joy. This has been a fantastic Absolutely. interview, Evan. You have definitely, as much as I look, wanted to have this interview and get a chance to speak to you with Cody, you still have far exceeded my expectations, and I'm really Agreed. super excited to meet you Thursday of next week during 1010 South. The feeling is mutual. Thank you all so much. Have a great rest of your evening. You too, absolutely, Emily. and 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 you've got a uh, open invitation back to the show anytime you um that you want to come back on. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate y'all. I'll I'll talk to you later, Emily. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. What just happened? That that was just. I have no words for that. That was incredible. Yes.
that was just so beyond incredible. I'm like, I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, Murph, compose yourself here, buddy. <laughs> um, um, I think we've got, got a Steel Blossoms in the show next week, don't we? No, yes, we do. Awesome. Uh, uh, so I think I'm going to let you go and, and wrap things up here. I'll talk to you next week. Okay, buddy? Talk to you next week. Have a good night, Cub. All right, bye. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our interview with with um, the lovely Miss Miss Emily Falvey. Um, like Craig said, next week we have have our friends uh, um, Still Blossom are stopping back by the show. I have not physically I have not physically spoken to these girls in like a year or two, and and there's a couple of big things I want to I want to talk with them about, but. Both personally and professionally. So, um, I think with that, I think I'm going to end the episode right here. You've been listening to Weekdays with Murph. Thank you and goodbye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.